Choir directors are creative, resourceful, dedicated, and sometimes completely out of ideas. Not to worry, the Choir Ninja Podcast is here with solutions you never saw coming. Get ready for some training, wisdom, and inspiration from the masters. Let Ryan Guth guide your journey to becoming a Choir Ninja. Hey there, Choir Nation. This is Ryan Guth with the Choir Ninja Podcast, and today I'm delighted to have with me Dee Wilkins. Uh, Dee is going to be talking with me a little bit about uh, teaching in a rural area, and I, and if you don't teach in a rural area, you need to continue to listen anyway. Um, I think you're going to hear, um, it's going to sort of open your mind a little bit to um, to what this is like and some of the strengths and uh, some of the challenges, but uh, most of all, you're going to interact here with me uh, with just a really great guy, a great family man, uh, eight children, uh, beautiful wife, and uh, beautiful kids. And uh, I think you're going to really, really enjoy uh, what D has to say. So um, please, stay, please stay with us for this episode. Um, I do want to mention a couple sponsors. We're going to do it real briefly because I want to really want to get to D here. Um, uh, the two sponsors that we have up front are MyMusicFolders.com, MyMusicFolders.com, promo code NINJA. Uh, the promo code gives you the best bulk discount on choir folders and or any other music folders that you might need, orchestra, band folders, um, director's folders. And so when you type in the promo code NINJA or you mention it to them or you put it on your purchase order, uh, then you will get the maximum bulk discount. It's a discount that is um, that is for reserved for people that buy over a hundred in quantity. But you're going to get that no matter what quantity you order. So that might help people in rural areas that don't have a hundred kids in their choir. But you're going to get the full discount um, that is available to you for using the promo code Ninja at My Music Folders. Yes, that is MyMusicFolders.com. And then secondly, uh, we have SightReadingFactory.com. SightReadingFactory.com is our longest running sponsor. We've had them for over a year. Uh, They love partnering with the Choir Ninja podcast because Choir Nation uses SightReadingFactory.com. You can use the promo code NINJA on your renewals as well. Since we've been doing this for over a year, you can use the promo code on your renewals and you will get 10 free student accounts uh, either just to try uh, and you can have them for the year, or you just don't pay for 10 of your students. So that's pretty awesome too. So if you don't know what sightreadingfactory.com is, go look it up. It will probably be the best piece of technology that you use, uh, that you use in your classroom uh, every single day. And uh, you should be using it every single day for just about five minutes, and you'll see an amazing difference in your students' sight reading skills. Okay, so um, with with that being said, Dee, thank you for joining me today on the Choir Ninja podcast. Pleasure to be here. I'm honored. A little bit nervous, but excited. Well, I'll break the, I'll, <laughs> I'll break the ice. Dee, do, do you use SightReadingFactory.com? Uh, not as much as I should. But you have you have but you have a, subscri- I, a subscription. I, I do. Great. I do. Okay, great, great, great. Well, that's good. Okay, that that was me breaking the ice. Okay, so D. <laughs> now we talked a little bit. We talked a little bit before the interview just about uh, your background here and and the fact that you know you you are a family man. You have eight children, eight beautiful children. Which, uh, of course, um, we're gonna put uh, the family photo, which is like taken in the sunset. Like it is. If this is probably the best family photo I've ever seen. It should be in a frame at like Macy's, you know, ready to pick off the shelf kind of thing. You guys are like the pic- a picturesque family. Um, we'll, we'll include the, f- the photo in the show notes at uh, choir.ninja forward slash 170. So if nothing else, Choir Nation, go check out Dee's family photo. But, um, you know, you had emailed me uh, after I sent out um, a little, I think, inspirational email one day to my subscribers and uh you had said hey you ever think about doing something with with rural uh choral educators and i was like no but that sounds like a great idea so so what what is something that we need to know d like what is something just off the bat like what was the impetus for you emailing me about that 
So honestly, one of the reasons I reached out to you was uh, I was hoping that you'd come up with someone who could share a bunch of good ideas with me, uh, in part. <laughs> but because I, I opened my mouth and I started the conversation, I, I was invited to participate. And, and I do have, <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> that's what I get. <laughs> uh, and, and as I shared with you in the email, I said, that's kind of a scary thought, but, but I'm excited about it because I've, I've spent my entire life uh, in, rural, in rural Arizona and now rural Oklahoma. Uh, some people are wondering if there's anything other than rural Oklahoma, but yeah, we, there are a couple of cities in, in Oklahoma. Um, and we, and it's, it's helpful to know as part of the choir nation, what all of our parts are, sure, and and understanding uh, what some of our, our friends and neighbors and associates and colleagues go through, and you know perhaps how to help them, or how to uh, how they can help you, or, or just a way to reach out and strengthen one another. Yeah, that's a, I mean it's a great that's a great point because I think you know there may be people in major cities or urban areas that are going to listen to this episode that don't have the same struggle that you have but might have some great ideas for you and that's and that's that's one of the or or you know maybe something you do in the in the rural community might actually be something that would be adaptable for a more populated or you know uh, city center or urban community as well so that's one of the beautiful things about choir nation is that is that you know, we're all kind of in this thing together. We're trying to make the pie bigger for the choir world. And, and so, you know, being able to listen to other people's stories, um, is, is just huge and just gaining perspective on, on the way choral directors work around the country, um, and around the world is, is, is pretty awesome. Now I, I want to say, it seems like the, sort of choral establishment and, and as you may pick up from my podcast, I'm kind of your like anti-establishment choir podcast. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and it, it seems like, you know, the, the big choir establishment of the world does not do very well in, it doesn't in, in sort of gearing anything towards rural communities. And, you're never going to have like an honor choir in this in the current system, like an honor choir at a national event from a rural community. It seems. I mean, I might be completely wrong, but I mean, when you have when you might have six twelfth graders in your class, and you know, or or less, right? It, it's going to be really hard to, to fit squarely into you know. Um, the the national honor choir sort of all you know all you know men's glee club category or definitely or it just definitely. how are you gonna like yeah so I mean do you feel like do you feel cheated like do you feel underserved <clears throat> or I mean how do you uh, feel um, I think by and large most no more underserved than we do uh, choosing to be teachers in general um, <laughs> you know. There's there's a big push for Oklahoma right now. Uh, I just moved from Arizona, which I thought was the lowest paid teachers in the nation, but I moved to Oklahoma, where they really are the lowest paid teachers in the nation, and they're uh, staging a walkout in a week or two. Um, I guess that's next week. Uh, I we we didn't get into it for the money. Sure. We we're here. I'm I'm in teaching because it's what I want to do. Um, Similarly, uh, I've, I've had opportunities to go teach in, in the cities. Um, there's just enough people there. They don't need me. Sure. Uh, it's so in that respect, no, but in, in other respects, uh, if you consider things like, uh, NAFME meetings that are held at all state weekend, well, Last year, there's not a single kid in the western, you know, in the panhandle of Oklahoma or, you know, beyond that, mm -hmm. uh, pretty farther western side of Oklahoma. There's not a single kid that made Allstate. 
So if there was a if there were any meetings decided on the Allstate process, no one was invited, you know, or, or they weren't there for it. And and comparable situations happened in Arizona that aren't um, that are not intentional. Sure. It's just well, everyone's here. Let's have a meeting. Well, right. everyone's there except for the kids in the rural who. And, and the teachers who didn't have the extra five hours to drive to the meeting. Right, right. So in, in that respect, there's some unintentional separation, but but it's just it's something that we just kind of have to – it's part of the deal. You, you, learn, you learn to deal with it. Okay, so I mean, it sounds like you've just, you've just kind of said, well, this is how it is, and that's how it's going to be. I mean, is that okay with you? <laughs> oh – I like it. Like it's not worth. Is it not worth? The, like is it not worth the fight? I mean, you don't sound like a very confrontational person. So let me do that, right? Okay, but, that's fine. But um, but I mean, it, it sounds to me like like you have you know just because a child is from a rural area, um, doesn't mean that. They they're still a kid, and I've noticed that uh, that about right. you know teaching in New Jersey and teaching in New Mexico, right? Two completely different places, completely different. but like really different places. And what I notice is that kids are kids, and they're just as malleable, you know. Especially middle school, man. Kids in middle school are 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 clay, you know that you yep. can. You know, they could come from the toughest background. They could come from the most privileged background. It doesn't matter. You know, they they are awesome, and they're also they're all kids, and they're all able to be taught. It's and true. you know, resources or not, if you have a passionate teacher, you can you can do what you need to do. You know, uh, to teach those kids. And you know, there's potentially children that are not getting opportunities because of sort of where they are something that's totally outside their control. They're not in a, you know, suburban urban area. They're in a rural area and they might not have the resources to spend time driving five hours or staying overnight or whatever. Maybe they're from, you know, mom and dad are sharecroppers and that's, that's, there's no money there. I mean, Exactly. Right. Uh, uh, those, 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 those are all very valid. I mean, those are, those are real. Uh, and, and you hit the nail on the head on those. That you know, stinks. Like that's, it, that it kinda, really stinks. <laughs> it kind of does. Um, you know, imagine um, not having anyone within 45 minutes of your school that can play the piano. Right. To even have an accompanist. Right. Um, it's it's not quite that bad in in some cases, but the last place I taught in Arizona, there was not a single person in the town who could who could accompany my choirs, uh, and and me being the top of the list, I was not qualified to do it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you know, not even having someone around to to help like that, you you kind of start to look for other ways to to pan out notes and. And rehearsals for concerts become very hectic when you've only got you know one or one or two chances to run through the music with with the piano and um so so those situations definitely can can hinder development. Now I also see rural areas that have like the best sports stadiums, the best theaters. <laughs> the be- I mean, if you go to the middle of Pennsylvania. You you know which is I would call rural. I mean, there are more cows than people, and I think that's probably um, one way you can tell whether you're whether you're in a rural community. Do you have more livestock than humans? Right. That's that's a good that's a good deciding factor. They have like the nicest theaters I have ever seen, and they have some of the nicest sports facilities that I've ever seen. Like, is that is that what you guys have where you are? That's not been my experience as a whole, uh-huh. um, with with some exceptions. Uh, yes, I mean, have you some, seen have you seen this phenomenon? They're like they're in the middle of all of a sudden you come over a hill and you're like, oh my god, is that the school? Wow! Right. Yes, yes, I, I have seen that a little bit. Um, 
and and it's just kind of varies from from school to school. Mm-hmm. Really nice gyms, yeah. Um, some nice theaters, yes. Uh, some nice football fields, yes. Uh, but that those just kind of vary from town to town. But sports but, is probably like a bit. That's probably the biggest deal, right? In yeah. The world. I, yeah. Okay. It is. Okay. And I, I'm guessing there's some place in the world where sports isn't the biggest thing, but I've never seen it. Sure. <laughs> so I, I just kind of, ex- that's another just thing. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm always going to be battling the basketball team or the football team or, or the whatever. So, well, we had an episode, uh, I guess a few months ago where we were talking, I talked to a football coach and, uh, you know, in ways that you can partner with your sports teams. Right. But, but, you know, let, let, let's kind of get into this. I want to just sort of delve into delve into the, the, the rural life a little bit. Like, what does that look? What does that look like? I mean, your kids look like they're well dressed. They look like they are. They have. They brush their teeth. They look like they have all their teeth. Like, how do you, <laughs> like like how do you do that? Like, how do you do that on an Oklahoma teacher's salary? I mean, you have eight children. I can't even. <laughs> I don't, you know, I, I'm, I work, I work my day job in finance and I don't think I'm ready to have a child yet. <laughs> you know, like. well, well, if it makes you feel any better, my wife came home uh, a couple of weeks ago with a hermit crab and I felt a lot of pressure from having to become a more responsible adult knowing there's a pet in the home <laughs> and that was a hermit crab, you know, uh, have and, a my leash. Daughter, and my daughter is, is really pushing to have a dog. I'm just like, I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of commitment. Right. You know? right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's what you're used to. It's what you're ready for. Um, but like, how do you make it work? Like, like financially, like how does that even work? Financially. Um, I mean, I, I, draw, yeah. I shop at thrift stores. I've, I shoes, pants, shirt, uh, 90% of all the clothes I own came from Goodwill or Goodwill or Savers. Um, we don't really drive nice vehicles on, on the whole, try and avoid debt, uh, try and just avoid anything that requires, you know, week monthly payments. Uh, and, and we just, you know, you, you just, you just make it happen. It's how, how, how does anyone make a, a choir program run when, when they have a tight budget? How do, how did you guys make it, you know, when you're, uh, man, people out in East Coast that have high, high mortgages and such. I'm like, how do they do that? Well, you know, we just figured it out. Well, in that respect, in that respect, it's just like what you were saying about kids. We're all people. We, we just kind of figure out what we're going to do and, and we make it work somehow. Yeah, I can't say I figured that out in New Jersey. I, I, <laughs> I worked I worked a job and made $75,000 a year as a teacher in New Jersey are you kidding me? And yeah, and that's after stipends. Yeah, I had some stipends. I had three stipends. Double, double. That's double what you guys make. What what I'm making. See, that's insane, right? So, but the oh, but the only way that I could live in New Jersey was and really like have a nice life. And I lived in, I lived in the city. Of well, I didn't live in Princeton. I had a Princeton zip code, and I didn't technically pay taxes to Princeton, but I was in like a a rural area outside of Princeton um, that I was living in. I had a, an acre of land and a nice house, ha- nice house, and the whole thing. And the only way, I could, and it was a, it was a three bedroom house built in nineteen forty eight. One bathroom, wow. one bathroom. Yeah, and it was a beautiful house. I mean, you know, it was, for, it was charming. Charming is probably right. the word. And probably the least expensive place I could I could potentially live. I lived, and seventy five thousand dollars a year would not would not do it. Um, wow! And I owned a music education company uh, that operated, you know, after school music programs for middle school, high school students in the in in the New Jersey, you know, the Central Jersey area where I was teaching. That that was bringing in another two hundred thousand dollars a year. Wow. So like, and that was, you know, I had some people to to pay and whatever, but like that was, that enabled me to live. Okay. 
in New Jersey. Right. Like, so I, I, I don't even understand this. This makes no sense how you can have eight <laughs> children. Like, like, are they, do they work? Like, what do they do? Um, I, I try and they, they do a little work here and there, uh-huh. babysitting and such. Cause you know, that's where they got their experience. Sure. But, uh, I, I kind of present the situation as your job is to be a good student. Your job is to develop the skills you need right now to be successful in college and beyond. And if I can help you with that, I will. If I can't, you need to know that, that you got to come up with it somehow, uh, which is the way I was raised. You know, uh, mom and dad filled my tank with gas a couple of times during college and sent me home with some hamburger. Sure. And, and I was working at UPS and I did other jobs and stuff to, to get through. And so once again, I, I don't know any different. I'm no. not a, I don't know that I'm an expert on comparison because I've not never spent sure. much time living in the city. Well, you have a junior in high school that just graduated or is graduating this year. So that's, that's yeah. pretty, you're clearly doing a great job uh, at this. And, and, um, you know, I just, what, so what, what are you, who are your, who are your students? That's what I want to know. Who are your students? <clears throat> Um, well, right now I'm teaching at Oklahoma Panhandle State University, and uh, we are trying to rebuild a program. They actually killed the music, took the music degree completely away about eight or ten years ago. Uh, we're really trying to work and build that back up. And when we came out here to Goodwell, which has a population of about 1,500 people, uh, university population is around 1,200 people, uh, they had no choir for my kids. And I've I've been my kids' choir director my whole my whole life, which I'm sure they love and hate at the same time. And so thinking, hey, I need to get more excitement about choir in the most local school to the to my program. And then also uh, just to to keep that opportunity going for my own kids, I decided to do adjunct at a Goodwill High School. High school population, sixty. Oh, my Lord, 60. Yeah, so each each class, you know, I think one of the classes has 13 and one has 18 in their in their graduating class. Um, so how many people are in the choir? All 60? No. <laughs> uh, I think 12. So, 12 okay, so right what now. do you, I mean, what what do you do? I mean... What do you do? I mean, is it, are, are you now a vocal jazz choir or something? Because like <laughs> last, last year we, uh, we were in a little better situation because I had my son who was still singing with us. Uh, but he's since graduated and, and he's gone. Uh, when he left, some of the other guys also left. We went from singing some four part stuff, uh, participating in the state, uh, choral festival, contest to uh this year we went back to a matching pitch choir the the first two months i was back to just trying to teach kids how to match pitch uh so like better you're gonna sing some unison stuff yeah 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 uh better examples are the people who are nearby uh there's a lady uh melissa faulkner that teaches in hooker there's karen mcdonald that are out in beaver these these women are phenomenal uh they're in towns not much larger than ours, uh, maybe maybe two or three thousand people, um, and they they have sixty kids in their concert choir. Wow! Uh, the women's ensemble. I was just there uh, working with their women's ensemble a week or two ago, and they're doing uh, Brumfield's "No Time" in four part women voices. Uh, Melissa Wagner at Hooker has. 60, 70 kids in her high school choir. Wow. Uh, so for those, for those who can do it, not, they can make great things happen. Sure. Usually takes a little bit more time to develop. Uh, but, but they're, they're doing wonderful things. They're, they're working magic out here and they're changing lives in a way that, that I think is is special to a rural environment. So I wonder what the rest, you know, the recipe is, you know, it seems like you can, you can sort of form a, a really great choir in like two ways, right? Sort of like from the ground up with like really 
passionate students that are that are there to learn and you're going to take them from from you know z- you know 0 to 100 and you know all at the same time right or you can have just huge numbers of students at your school and just only take the actual best ones you know right. that are left over right you know just sift through it and find who the the best sort of naturally talented singers are and just throw them in your top group right and, and and it's almost more meaningful, you know, and this is why I'd be interested in talking to uh, one or both of those those gals that you mentioned, um, because like, w- w- are they are they sifting through a large number of people? Probably not. They're probably taking a group of people <clears throat> and building building something that's like really really solid from the ground up. Because that I don't is- know, you can take your kids to all state, and you can take your kids to nat- you know national seminars and and all this kind of stuff but like if you're in a town of of you know uh 60,000 people or more like you can pretty much just take the best naturally talented students and put them For in sure. your top in, in your top group right this is harder and it pro- but it probably like feels better in the end um, like you earned it, it. <laughs> right yeah um i my experience has been more when I was teaching high school in Arizona, it was more from the ground up. I, I went to two different schools where there was virtually no program at all. Uh, my first day teaching right out of college, I walked into a junior high choir with literally seven kids in it. I stood behind the piano and said, okay, it's time to warm up. And I started, and they looked at me like I was the weirdest thing they'd ever seen. I said, come on, guys, let's sing. You signed up for this class. And two of the kids said, raise their hand, said, I don't want to be here. <laughs> oh. I said, okay, let's get you out then. Let's get let's start with people who want to be here. And uh, and we just started from that. Um, my first uh, uh, typical uh, musical uh, humility, I, I actually – just went to a place I wanted to live and said it was, it was a part-time band position, part-time to be determined. And after the interview, they said, were you prepared answering questions we didn't ask? I said, no, but, uh, but I have a suggestion for you. I'm like, sure. Tell us. I said, hire me as the part-time band director. Uh, fill my other half of the schedule as the high school choir director. And in three years, the choir, the band will be okay. Cause I've had some experience with band. The band will be okay. We will we'll build the choir and we'll hire a real band guy in three years. Um, apparently, they they saw something in that, and so they just opened up the a full time position right then, and offered me the choir position, and then hired another band guy. Uh, and their words to me were, "Fill your schedule. You you have two high school choirs, which total twenty five kids between the two of them." Um, and then a couple of junior high ensembles, which I just described one of them to you. And uh, they said, fill your schedule. And wow. so from, from the get-go, it was build something and, and get kids in it. And, and it's, it's kind of balanced between both what you said. You know, you want the select kids, but you also have to start with, I don't want to say nothing, because kids aren't nothing. Uh, virtually no talent or experience and, and make them great. Sure. And it's like, uh, I feel like there should be a documentary about you. <laughs> like <laughs> I want to like sister act, you know, but like, you know, with a nice guy from Oklahoma. Um, that's right. Well, so, I mean, it, but it's not like there's some positives, you know, there's some real, real positives. Cause I feel like we're, you know, we're dwelling on negative stuff and I'm totally, I totally don't want to do that. And I know that's not your, that's not your fault. D it's I'm, I'm, I'm steering the ship here. But I want to get into the positive stuff. Like, it seems like there's a lot less red tape in rural. Oh, for sure, for sure. That it is huge. It's great, and uh, you know that's one of the best things about this. Isn't necessarily answering your question, but it's it's going to get there to answer your question. One of the biggest. Uh, 
the biggest thing about teaching in rural America are the interpersonal relationships uh, with the students where you may have met the band director in Goodwill High School. She teaches them from kindergarten through 12th grade. Uh, you're, you just see these kids through every development, you know, every stage of their development. You have to be trying to be the right teacher for every stage of that development. Um, and so you've got these relationships with your students, uh, your colleagues, both, um, you know, your, your closest, your closest musical friend, maybe 20 or 30 or 45 minutes away. Um, and then with the administrators and having those relationships with the lady in charge of finances or the, the, the person who's in charge of maintenance and such makes the red tape virtually it's just not even it's not even a big deal when when i have when i have a, an issue i i just go to the to the vice president of academic affairs and <laughs> i just talk to him which in some other schools uh you know that's that's just not going to happen sure. and and i've you know i was fortunate to go to the what, what, prior school sent me to the national acda in dallas and i visited with one of my friends from a large school he says no School doesn't pay for stuff like that. Um, you know, you have to write a document. And you you have to make a big deal, and there's there's a bunch of red tape, and and that does not happen near as much here. That's funny. The straw that broke the camel's back, kind of with me when I was uh, teaching in Central Jersey, and when I said this is probably time to look at leaving, I, and I stayed for three more years, but um, four more years, but um, was when the principal told me. I had two two uh, two set design people that were out uh, the week before Tech Week, and the first ones uh, well, the first one was having a baby. The second one's husband was dying of cancer. So both great excuses um, to not to not be there. So I'm I said, well, I guess I need to finish the set, and I said I got to finish it myself. And I I had brought the board of education president with me it was going to be it was a friday afternoon i went to the principal and said um hey the president of the board of ed the president of the board of ed was a big musical theater fan i said hey we're gonna um we're gonna come in on saturday tomorrow and finish the set so those kids have a set on monday and she goes no you're not i said what are you talking about she goes you need a building use form i said what do you mean i need a building use form she goes you need a building use form and and it needs to be approved at a board of ed meeting. I said, I'm bringing the freaking president with me. What do you need? She says, well, we can't have you here. It's a liability. I said, the children need a set. And I, I said, I, I walked, I said, I might have, I, I probably, I think I swore, I probably, I was a more arrogant mid-20s guy then. And I said, I'm going to create such a doo-doo storm for you. I'm going to I'm going to leave, I'm leaving right now. I'm calling all the parents and telling them that you will not allow us to come in tomorrow. Which didn't was not really a good idea kind of for my education career, but um <laughs> ballsy, it was ballsy, but um right. um but I said I said that's that's insane. You don't think of the you know, think of the kids, think of the kids, don't think of the procedure, think of the children, right? And it's like that kind of stuff I guarantee you never have to deal with on your in your situation if the set's not done you're you're probably going to come in with power tools and other parents and they're going to finish the set with you yeah that's you know my my experience that was the closest thing to that was was opposite where um you know i'm having a, a full district concert in the evening i've got all my risers and sound equipment and stuff set up in the gym um, and, uh, and the principal said, no, the junior high volleyball team has practice tonight. I'm like, no, cause see, we have a concert. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I went home that night and, and started looking for jobs immediately. I, unlike you, I didn't, I didn't move on, but I, I had a good frank open conversation with my principal and said, this, this is a big deal. That was, that wasn't cool. Sure. But so anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I could do a whole podcast of horror stories of my own career. Yeah. So yeah, we but, won't do We won't do that. No, we won't do that. But um, we could totally could. Uh, so okay, I you know 
other things that I, I kind of wanted to touch on with you are, are um, some of the events that you that have sort of come out of your your experience, like how you've had to sort of work around. I mean, you like you just said district choir thing. So I mean, obviously, right. are you doing a lot of combination events in order to just make up? I mean, you you, you don't want people coming out for a, a concert that's fifteen minutes long, right? So, right. What do you do? Um, Arizona. And- and Oklahoma are a little bit different in this respect. Uh, when I was in Arizona, the district was the elementary school or schools, junior high and high school. And where I was teaching junior and high school, I just had everything combined because then that's one less strain on parents, the community, the facilities, everything like that. Um, this We're actually doing something fun this, this semester at OPSU. Um, but let me back up. The first time I saw, like, Choral Heaven, you know, I saw the Promised Land of Choir mm-hmm. was when I was in a, when I was in an honor choir in high school, and it was the first time I was surrounded by you know, seventy, eighty, a hundred other people who were all singing on pitch, who all had some idea how to read music, uh, could hold their parts, and it, it changed my life, and so subliminally. And, and sometimes very much at the forethought of my, of my planning and my thinking is create those situations for these kids. So um, for the high school concert for Goodwill this, this spring, they are combining with OPSU into an high to Misa Brevis. And I've invited two other high schools to, to do the same. One of which doesn't have, I think they have one or two guys in their high school choir. Mm-hmm. Uh, their girls are singing wonderful. Got a great young teacher out there. He's doing great, good things. And uh, so we're having those kind of collaborative events to, to, to give them the performance opportunity at a university, um, doing, doing a major work. And then I'm, I'm inviting students seniors from high school to be the soloists to just let them you know take that one more step up uh, the kind of situation that that they wouldn't have have very often um but more than more than the actual concert settings like this one uh things things we've tried to do both as a teacher in arizona um as a teacher now in a in a university role here, I want to give, I want to create some of those situations for students around us in an honor choir type settings too. So when I was at Chino Valley, Arizona had seven ensembles. Um, And there was a great, great festival uh, at Northern Arizona University, but it cost 175 bucks to register. Mm -hmm. Well, Plus three dollars a mile for the bus, so you're looking at another two hundred dollars for that. Um, and I've got kids who are a little inexperienced and um, and probably aren't ready to to stand up next to the big boys from Phoenix. Sure. Um, and and actually, I, I did try something like that a, a year or two later. We went to a Heritage Gold Festival in San Francisco, and uh, we were a little out of our league. For the for our numbers and for the experience and stuff, just I, I had a blast watching the other choirs and such, but it, it was tough to compete with them, sure. um, and and stand next to them and, and feel equal. Uh, so anyway, in Chino Valley, I wanted my kids to have a choral uh, festival experience. I didn't have money to to do that. Um, you know, it's three or four hour drive if I found one for my elementary school kids. So I started a festival. Uh, my goal was to not lose any money on it. And I think the first year we had like 10 ensembles and six of them were mine. <laughs> and the next year we had 15 ensembles and seven of them were mine. Uh, and then I got great clinicians to come work with my kids. Um, they still had the excitement of going in, into a competitive situation it was it was highly motivational, you know. Sure. They're 
had, had great clinicians and such, but it gave them the chance to experience that that didn't um, that wasn't based on on the resources by the district. Uh, granted, it was a headache for me, but it was also a great learning experience for me. Um, and then now, some of the things I'm trying to do are we hosted a men's and women's festival mm-hmm. in in October, the Grasslands Coral Festival, um, and. I'm, I don't know if I'm heading in the direction you want with some of these questions, or I don't. I don't want to just take the yeah. line and run it. No, 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 no. I mean, I think no. I think that's that's kind of no. I think I was we were headed there, and the fact that you, the major thing that I'm seeing here is that you know you have to be creative, and I would like I like to use the term entrepreneurial, right? You you, you know yeah. you're, you're starting with you're starting an on you're starting a a, a, a festival. And you're, you know, you have 10 choirs, six of them are yours. Like that, that's just, <laughs> that's what you have to do. You know, right. that's just what you have to do. So, um, that's, you know, it's creative, it's entrepreneurial. It's, it's just doing what you got to do in order to, you know, just for the first time or two until you can get the thing off the ground. And, right. um, no, it's, that's, that's what it is. And so I want to, I want to, you know, just briefly segue into, um, you know, talking about sort of the the beauty of sort of being small and the personalized attention that people in rural students in rural areas receive, and and the fact that sometimes when you are looking to work with vendors, that you know you want to work with vendors that understand small that understand what the importance of personal attention and understanding your unique needs. Cause as, as you can tell from this episode, um, you know, the coral establishment does not really cater to the needs of the rural communities. So I'm going to put it out there. Our, our newest sponsor sheetmusicdeals.com is a small operation run by a, a couple really, really great people that um, that is catering to uh, individual choral directors in a very personalized way. So um, sheetmusicdeals.com is offering discounts uh, to Choir Nation for using the promo code NINJA or mentioning it uh, when they purchase. Uh, and 20% off uh, all Briley music and um, Carl Fisher music publications. And so this really resonates well for this episode because, you know, Carl Fisher and Briley, I think Briley specifically has this this Emerging Choirs series. So, um, have you looked at that, D, the Emerging I've, Choirs I've had, series? I've had, great, I've had great experience with it. And I'll, I'll verify, I'll affirm the, the positive things you're saying about sheet music deals. After you're listening to the uh, podcast with Dr. Trotta, mm-hmm. Uh, I called him up, and and I was interested in the in the reading packet that uh, that he talked about. Uh, they were great to work with, very personable. Uh, I've, I've already had great experiences with them just in the last couple of weeks, and uh, situations like out in rural Arizona and Oklahoma, where you may not have a an accompanist at all, those. Uh, what are they called? Learn by part, play by, I forget the, the terminology that mm-hmm. Briley has mm-hmm. where there is an accompaniment, which obviously, obviously is not best case scenario. Sure. Um, I, I avoid using canned or, or track music whenever possible. And I, 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 at, at almost all costs, I won't perform with it. Sure. Um, but, oh, but if you had to, to you could, to, Right, but yeah. if you had to, you could. Um, I've, I've had great experience with Briley. Uh, I love what they're doing. The, I, I think it's I think it's great stuff. Matter of fact, one of my in my uh, choral repertoire class I was teaching today, I said this is a site to check out. So I I love my experience with them as well. Yeah, well, they have a they have some great minds behind them. Denise Eaton, who's been on the podcast a bunch of times, she's you know she's their editor, choral editor. Um, 
obviously a big name in Texas, understands what the Coral Establishment is, you know, as as president, former president of TMEA, which is huge, you know. And but she's also she also understands that there are choirs that aren't all positioned to be all state honor choirs. There are choirs that that sing because they love to sing and because that's what they like to do and they're small and they get together and they do their best and um and so that emerging that emerging choir series um is is just awesome and it's high quality stuff and it is you know obviously people that have people that haven't heard the interview with um Michael John Trotta would probably really enjoy uh listening to that cuz he talks about kind of some of the philosophy behind that stuff so um, but I had, you know, I had to mention Sheet Music Deals. Uh, they're a great sponsor of the podcast, and uh, and they're hitting the nail on the head um, squarely. So, um, D, if there's anything you'd like to add, I, w- I would love to, you know, have you kind of, you know, whatever other things you want to you want to throw in there um, for informational, motivational purposes, whatever you'd like, and and then where we can get a hold of you if we want to learn more. Oh, okay. Um, wow. The time just flies. Doesn't it? This time just, this time just flew. <laughs> uh, my, oh man, how do I, how do I say anything? I, I don't want to sound like I know it all because I know I don't. Well, um, you, you, then you just, you just told but, us. There, so there you can, go. You're covered. But I, <laughs> I, I will just say this from personal experience. Um, it can be exhilarating and extremely rewarding teaching in rural Arizona. Uh, sorry, in rural communities, not to discard Arizona, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's a it's a big deal when you take your your kids from a small town and they get a premiere, a work in the Lincoln Center. Um, it's a big deal. Uh, and it, it changes these kids' lives when they get to perform with Dr. Jessup uh, and the um, – is it the – not the Marine Band, uh, the Navy. What – I forget who it was. Uh, the Sea Chanters? The, is that who you're talking about? No, the uh, the Marine Band or the, the Navy Band or something like that. Uh, we did the National Choral Festival at the Kennedy Center. Um, you know, when these, when these kids get to perform that kind of, uh, in these venues and in those, uh, in those settings with, with people like Dr. Jessup and, uh, Bradley Ellingbow, um, it changes them and they, it's, it's worth it to, to make the effort to give them these experiences that are going to change their lives. Uh, it's, it's worth it to reach out. To, to your colleagues across your state uh, or maybe, you know, in a, in a nearby and say, hey, if you're going on tour, come our way and, and let's sing for each other. You know, come work with my choir. Um, I, I invited my colleagues, just someone from without my uh, outside of my sphere to, to say, hey, you know, let them come work with us. See, let them see something else. Um, to, to get them in honor choirs, collaborative events, um, call up, call up your junior college nearby, call up another school nearby and, and say, let's collaborate on something. Even, even large schools, I think it's Mountain View and Dobson or something down in feet down in the Mesa area. They get together and do a magical festival each year together. Both of those are strong, strong, strong programs. They could easily do it on their own but they collaborate and uh, you know, we may have to drive a little farther and we may have to get a little more uh, creative in, in some ways, but those, those experiences are, are great. And, um, and if, if you're looking for a job, don't, don't discount the, the small schools because there's a, they, they need music and, and you have an opportunity to make a difference, uh, in, in a way that you just can't in, in the, 
in the larger areas sometimes, um, you become a legacy. Not that that's why you would do it, but just a recognition that people appreciate it. The community loves it. It's a big deal. Um, it's, it's a great experience to see the, a community r rally around uh, a, a new face with great ideas, uh, with, with a heart that's, that's there to help students and, and create opportunities for them. So it's, life's happy out in the sticks. And, uh, I love that. I'm, I think we're going to title this episode, <laughs> Life's Happy Out in the Sticks. I, I think that's perfect. I think that's perfect. So, that's a great it. way to end it. I, D, I, I really appreciate you being here. And I, I, um, yeah, I wish you all the, all the best of luck. And I, and I hope to see more, more ways that the coral community can support rural areas. I mean, whether it's, you know, um, seeing more rural, rural teachers do more collaborative festivals and, um, or maybe even have a chair of rural music at some of these it. bigger organizations or something. I, 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 I will nominate you if I decide to re up my, uh, ACDA membership next year. I, so. I will, I will, I will serve in any way to help the small schools because, because they need it and uh, and it's worth it. Well, you heard it here, Choir Nation. So, um, <laughs> Dee, thank you so much for, for joining me. And Choir Nation, thank you for tuning in, in to this episode. I hope we were able to really kind of slow things down. I live in the land of manana. You know, Dee lives in the sticks. We're able to really slow things down here for you. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I just hope you enjoyed it. Uh, check out our sponsors, obviously, mymusicfolders.com, sightreadingfactory.com and sheetmusicdeals.com, all promo code NINJA. Um, join us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash choir nation. Join the over 2,600 other amazing, positive, motivational, um, just collaborative choral directors that are there. Uh, this is the drama-free choir group uh, called Choir Nation. Go there and check it out. And, uh, and don't forget uh, to uh, tune in on our next episode, which will be out on Friday. So thanks so much, Choir Nation, and thank you, Dee. Thank you. Choir Ninja Show. Wa bang bang.